0: We've been praying for years. We want revival. Man, I can tell you, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle just in the last two weeks. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's just one day when Jesus comes. No, honey, the work is ours. Amen. I'm not trying to be. This is, you know, this is just revelation. I love you. And I'm going to leave you alone because I love you. No, you won't. We have a strange and wonderful relationship. She's strange and I'm wonderful. Hey. <laughs> it depends hey, on the day. Is he He I, 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 I got the mic here. I don't <laughs> you. But that's where we are this morning. I mean, couldn't you sense that as we were singing? A a a, a power. Yes, Lord. Not power to get stuck I was going that way, but I, I don't care what you're right. Not to get stuck. We don't need stuff. Anybody got grandkids? Yes. Yeah. My wife has two-year-old, four-year-old, eight-year-old, and a couple others. I don't know. Scooter and Bubba, they're the famous ones. They're the ones I talk about all the time. Why? Because that's where all my money goes. <laughs> that's where the money goes. man I like that new Lincoln we looked at here. no we got to have something for the baby Amen. but we have stepped into something that we probably haven't stepped into here in a while and that's a, a higher degree of revival something we've been praying for now that we're praying for what are we going to do it well, dear God, we don't want to take that around town and spread it. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe we do. Yeah. But... That's why I don't mind. I don't mind praying for people in a restaurant. Right. I've seen waitresses get healed yeah. and delivered right in the middle of them serving us. Amen. But that's where we are today. This is not my sermon. You can get the sermon from you know upstairs a little while ago. But that's not where we are today. And we're in a very special place and we better, we have to figure it out. Say, well, God will just figure it all out for me. No. God will allow us to, watch this, to experience certain things that we might come to an understanding of what his will is for our life. Boy, that's good. Did you get did you that, Dante? Yeah. We got that. I love when the Lord does stuff. Can I just tell you, uh, I'm educated way beyond my intelligence, trust me. (laughs) But there's a a phrase I like to use and my wife fusses at me when I do. And that is that I just, I, I declare myself a fair country preacher. I like that, I like that. And that's what this fair country preacher's got to tell you this morning is between the time I got up and the time I got here right now. Somehow we got right in the middle of it. Amen. Well, when can God do something for me? Right this second. Amen. Well, I've been waiting on God. Wait no longer. Well, when is God going to do it? No, God already did it. Amen. Well, I just. You know, I'm I'm just like, by the way, I love you all. I love the pastors. Is that more correct? Yvette and I have great fun together, picking at one another, but not everybody understands. And so I just have to respect myself. There's no better time To come to God, right now. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Oh, would you bow your head, Father? What we want right now is not hard for you. It's easy for you. The problem is, Lord, sometimes we forget who the Lord is. Sometimes we forget. We're not trying to be sinful or anything like that. God, we're trying the best we can to love you and obey you. But, Lord, sometimes we need just just a little help. Lord, would you help us? I just, Christians, I just want you to pray. I know this is crazy, goofy. I, I don't want to offend pastor. I, I just want to say what God said. Yes, Whatever your deal is from God, right this second is the time to say Well, this is the wrong part of the service. No, it's not. It's all about the Lord all about the Lord. Would you just close your eyes right now? I just want to talk to you. Close your eyes. Both of them. Would you say this morning, you know what, Pastor? I'm not sure I want anybody to know, but I sure could use help. Is that you? Everybody else has got their eyes. It's only me and you and the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Any time during this service that you feel like you need help, the Bible tells us to run to the office. You don't. You won't offend me by interrupting. You. Amen. Three, or four weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, the Lord dropped a little message into my spirit. And I thought, that's weird, so that must be God. <laughs> See, God never gives me regular stuff. These these other guys, they get all the, I don't get that kind of stuff. I just get stuff, people go, say that again? <clears throat> and I shared with them this morning, here's what God said to me, and it will change your life. Amen? Okay, amen. Amen. See, I just there's no more, no more, no. That's all And my God. my God, my God. See, we don't need a bunch of stuff. We we we've been lied to and misled by more preachers than a charismatic convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bought into an erroneous theology that all we have to do that Christianity is about what God can do for me but God it's not what about I mean we got sold that ticket you know I I got one of those you remember the day? You remember the time? We were all so much younger that. It's so important to understand that God made it so simple, I can get it. There's nothing difficult about the Lord we'll see this morning should we ever get to it is that God's plan for us is that he's got it set up where we can live in peace and joy not for us even but for him but for him See, because if he's going to expect me to help you, you're in trouble. Because I don't know much. I have experience. I've seen God do incredible, mighty, miraculous things. I've seen him take demons out. I've seen people that have been crippled their entire life. And they've come forward and, and said, yes, God healed me and God's healed me. You're talking to a guy, you're looking at a guy who has been miraculously healed more than once. About 45 years ago, out here on what they call Acton Highway now, and back then there was no stop sign to go across, there was just the one. I had to go to town, Greg, and check on one of my rental properties. And I said to my wife, I I think I'll drive your car to town. And she said, well, no, yours is behind mine, so why don't you take yours? So I said, okay, it makes sense. So I got in the car, and I'm headed out, and I'm going that way, and I get down here uh, to a a crossing. And like I said, there's no restriction for me there is for the woman who's coming this way about 75 miles an hour. All I remember saying is, oh, Jesus. And I hit her so hard that it knocked the weary and completely out from under her car. She had a Lincoln, a big Lincoln. So did I, and it totaled my car, too. And I seemed to be okay. I didn't really feel any pain. I was juiced up pretty good, you know. But we decided to go get something to eat, and we drove up to Fort Worth because back then there was nothing in granberry to eat but, uh, uh, you know, Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and we got up to this restaurant we were going to in Fort Worth, and it was like somebody took a... a a sword and just shoved it in my back right here as far up as they could get my feet went immediately to the floor and I became a cripple a cripple I didn't do anything bad why this happen to me I didn't do anything bad even the accident was her fault God. Through a period of circumstances, I was looking out in a parking lot one day in memory Louisiana, and I saw this blonde girl. And boy, she she was gorgeous. We were gonna go play bingo the Catholic Church yeah and we began to get to know each other a little better Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says that you find that the wife find it a good thing and all the guys just ignore it you see that Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I found this good thing, a long-legged, blonde, Louisiana girl, that don't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was crippled. We would go out, I remember one time we went to the fruit stand and she wanted a watermelon. I said, okay, so we paid five, I paid, That was back in the I pay days. You know know what I'm saying about? They they, they pay for themselves. Now, boom, I got to pay. I don't know why, I just got it. (laughs) But we wanted a uh, um, watermelon. And so I paid for it, and, and she took the watermelon and headed toward the car. I got some of the ugliest looks you have ever seen from a couple of the ladies in that place. Why in the world won't he take that fruit for that young woman? Shame on him. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. My limit was about 12 pounds. And I prayed and I said, God, please, sir, heal me. Boy, you know what God did for me? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I'm looking for miracles. And he's given me nothing. But God. God is a faithful God. For nine years. Nine years, I was crippled, and then one day in church, in church, Pastor just finished up, and he was just getting, just moving from you know up step to down step and walking toward the back of the sanctuary, and he said, "Wait." Somebody in this church just got their back healed. And that great man of faith that I was, you know what I said? Well, by be God. Yeah. That's great faith, isn't it? So I didn't know I was healed. I got home that night, got in the bed, got up the next morning, went to play golf with my buddy, Lindell. And as I reached down in the shower to pick up the soap, there was divine revelation in that bar of soap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought something's not right. You ever have a time other words? Something just wasn't right. I can't lay my hand on it. I can't figure out what it is. But something ain't right. <laughs> now I apologize to the school teachers. Something is right. And I thought, I don't hurt. I don't hurt. I'm not crippled anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Almost ten years, and I was so spiritually, you know, worthless that I didn't even know God healed me. I called my buddy Lingo I said, "Well, come get me. We're going to play golf today." He said, "Yeah, I know." I used to play. I'd have to take three or four pills and a bottle of water and get to where the pain was less so that I could play golf. So we're going across the mountain to, to where in uh, Santa, Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah, There's from San Jose to Santa Cruz. Guys, if you play golf, you want to go visit there. But I said to Lindell who just happened to be the chairman of the elders of that church, another great and mighty man of faith, <laughs> I said, Lindell do you remember last night when pastor said somebody just got their back healed? He said, yeah, I remember that. I said, Lindell, that was me. He said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I said, yeah. So uh, we got across the mountain and we went to the golf course we were going to, and just before we got there, I said, you know what, Lundell? I I didn't come to this charismatic stuff as a young man. You know, I was a good Baptist boy. And I told him, I said, I got enough Baptists left in me that I know that if it's God, it's all God. That's right. It's not, God's going to heal my left leg today and the right leg tomorrow. He don't work that way. He said, yeah. He said, oh, okay, okay, okay. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk. And he just sort of slowed the car down. He said, Dale, we have not walked playing golf in 10 years. I said, not only that, we gonna carry our bag. You're either healed, honey, or you ain't. You can be healed right now. You don't have to wait till the end of the service. You don't have to wait for anything. If you need something from God, there's only two words you've got to give. But God. See, we can be crippled. But God can make us not crippled. We call that heal. And I could go on and on and on and on, and I'm not going to do it, because I do have something I want to share with you. Is that my wife laughing? <laughs> but what I want you to get today is, one of the things that we did, I'm sure some of you have noticed we're here about half the time. And the reason for that is we, we have a, a ministry that we do in a network of churches and part of what we, have, we do is to pastor pastors. Because if anybody needs help in the world, it's pastors. And so we're, we're, about half the time, maybe a little bit less than that, but about half the time, we're, we're gone. So I just wanna share with you a little bit this morning Am I one drive? Is that who I am? The messages don't settle for the way it used to be. There's an old country song, y'all remember that song? Tell it like it used to be. Remember that song? Yeah?
1: His dad would
0: remember it. (laughs) not to settle for the way that it used to be unfortunately what we do is when we want revival is rather than seek God to get revival we go find somebody we heard about that they said their mama's sister and brother and then they're gonna get on Facebook and say "Pray for you know Charlie I don't even know Charlie give me some more information but we don't have to wait for that. We don't have to wait for some, oh, I remember the time. I remember as much as most people do if you don't go past about a day and a half. I'm good. <laughs> but if, if we can get to the point to where we can understand, but God. We don't need a bunch of hoorah. That's fine. That's fun. Anybody ever get up or see somebody get up and run all the way around the church as fast as they could? Mm-hmm. Son, that's fun. Not sure what else is there, but it's definitely fun. Amen. So, as we look at, let's go to Genesis 11. Am I okay with I'm, I'm cool. I'll talk fast. I'll talk back. Genesis eleven twenty seven. this is the, theology, the genealogy there's that word we were looking for earlier for Terah Terah begat Abram, Nahor and Haran Haran begot Lot there's a lot begots there's a lot of begotters there is that a tiny word begot? then Abram and Nahor took wives. that's a good thing no wives, no children, say man. Then Abram and Nahor took wives. And the name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Ishka. But Sarah was burdened, she had no child. Isn't that what people do when they judge us? Maybe there's something wrong with us maybe we've got an affliction maybe we've got a condition maybe we've got a disease and people talk together and they say, well you know I wonder what happened there I wonder what she did to make God do that to her honey God's in the blessing business God's not good. God is God is not a spiteful father I was forced. to have a great dad. He loved to hunt and fish, and I loved to hunt and fish, and uh, uh, I learned respect real early, and once I learned that, then my father wanted to hang around with me. <laughs> you know, God's the same way. God's the same way. God wants to hang with us. We want to hang with him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But we're not going to do it by ignoring him. Oh, well, here comes the stick. We're not going to do it by ignoring him. We're going to do it by doing what he said to do. It's not that difficult, I promise you. You know what happens? We make it difficult. We make it difficult. Why? Because then it's easier for us to judge because there's something for us to talk about about those others. Come on. My friend used to say, Tell the truth and shame the devil. All right. yeah. And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, his wife, Abram's father, or, I'm sorry, Abram's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldees, watch this, to go where? To the land of Canaan. To Canaan. They came there to Haran and they dwelt. Several of the, the uh, uh, scriptures say that uh, the word there dwelt is the word for settled, the word for settled. Watch this, so the days of terror were 205 years. And Tara died. Tara died. They were in the old land. They were used to where they are. You ever get comfortable? I have written, I don't even know who wrote it, in the front page of one of my preaching Bibles that says God comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. If God's not afflicting you a little bit, maybe you need to pray more. I find out every time I get around to actually praying, it just get better. It just get better, but half the time I don't do that. I want to chat. Well, let's talk about what I think. I was like, I I don't do theology. I don't do theology. I just tell you what the Lord gives me, and that's the best I'm going to do. Because I want you to hear me. I'm not offensive, but God's great interest is not in what we think. God's interest is not in what we think. God's interest is in what he wants. Isn't that where we are? Mm-hmm. See, if we can learn where God, what God wants from us, we will have victory in Jesus. Amen. Amen. They were used to where they were. The Bible says they were headed to Canaan. But the Father found a comfortable place place and sat down and die. Yeah. There is a divine blessing that we can gather together, but on what can we give away? In other words, it's more pleasing to God to see us give than it is to see us get. I don't know about you. I don't need anything except the love of God and my wife. I got more stuff now than I know what to do with. The only thing I really, really, really need in life is to go fishing with my friend. <clears throat> Just, uh, get that in there so you can tell your wife it's okay for us to go <laughs> God is looking for people who understand blessed, that blessing is not about who we are but it's about in whom can He trust to step toward our destiny we might have to step away from our security Look at Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of the country. Get out of here, man. Take your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will make you a great nation to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless you. We want to receive the blessings of God, but our relationship with God is not about what he can give us. Amen. I don't need another car. I might get you another fishing ball. But, I'm sorry. He said, I will make you a great nation. He's talking to Abram. And I will bless you. Now, wait a minute. Does God not know the rules? You can't be a great nation without a great leader. You can't be a great leader unless you have a son to cast things off to. But wait. He says, I will make your name a son." In the Texas translation, I'm going to bless your socks off. (laughs) I will bless the, watch this. You will be a blessing. Not you will get a blessing. You will be the blessing. I I will bless those who bless you. Here it comes. And I will curse him who curses you. Son, that's some powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. What God Almighty says, if they mess with you, I'll take them out. <laughs> he was traveling around the desert one day with Moses and that crew. And he said, to him, he was so frustrated with his own people. He said to Moses, he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to kill every one of them and make a bunch look just like him that's your God that's my God I will curse him who curses you and in you all the how many families all the families families shall be blessed you say well how could that be Uh, how are they going to bless you know Ishmael's bunch and all that because he was among in that beginning deal and he couldn't help but be blessed. He couldn't help. God wasn't happy with him, but because of what had happened, God said, "I'm going to bless I'm going to bless these people just like I bless uh, uh, Abram and his people, because they were Abraham's people. Amen. Amen. alright I'll give you this, and I'm done. Great blessing is followed by great challenge by great challenge let me say that again great blessing everybody want to be blessed yes. is followed by great challenge oh nope let me stick my hand in my pocket and just sort of how you doing there's a cure for that this is what i call the duh verse mm-hmm. The dove verse. If my people, who if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, humble who? Themselves. Oh, let me tell you, God, about Greg here. Let me tell you about. I, I know I got problems, but let me tell you about that <laughs> That's unacceptable to the Lord. Amen. And I suspect Greg. <laughs> They will humble themselves. Watch this. And here's the P word. Pray. This is what we have to do to sustain revival. Amen. It's to pray. There's a church across town. I love every one of them over there, and I go preach anytime they let me. You know why? Because it's a great church. We're going to have to visit together sometimes. Two weeks ago, I said to the pastor, I said, what are y'all doing? He said, uh, beginning Friday night at 9 o'clock, the people from our church at specific times are coming to the church from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. of uh, Saturday night to pray for our church. He called me Sunday afternoon and said, Pastor, you got to hear this. I said, All right, man. He said, "Uh, Our attendance increased 30%. And all they did, duh, (laughs) is to pray. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open. watch this, and my ears attended to prayer made in that place. To prayer made in that place. In that place. Prayer. We can have all the theological debates that we want to have, and we got enough guys in here we can come up with some good theological debates. But boils down to this. You don't have to know much to know the one. Mm-hmm. I will worship you with of my heart. And I will worship you on the of For all of us men. I will worship you all of my heart. You are mine my...